Welcome to episode 150 of KapowCast. Woo! I am Mike, and joining me today is Jeff Jefferson. Greetings. How are you? I am well, thank you for asking. Good, good. Glad to hear. <laughs> today we're going to be taking a look at one of, if not the best... Uh, of anything ever. Of anything really. ever. The greatest <laughs> work of art that has ever graced humankind. <laughs> The greatest, uh, I don't know if episodes or mini, mini story, series, arc? story arc, story yeah, arc, story arc sounds good. And the animated X-Men uh, 90s show uh, Beyond Good and Evil. Yes. This one holds uh, a near and dear uh, place in our hearts. But before we get to that, let's talk some news and views. <laughs> you never mind. <laughs> you gentlemen and you ladies. Gentlemen. <laughs> uh, first up, <laughs> the Ninja Turtles are planned for another film reboot. As early uh, as this year. It's a uh, wait to be released or to start, start production. production yeah. yeah, start production. I don't know who's doing it. I don't think it's uh, Michael Bay's. Well, yeah. I mean, I actually like the second one. I never bothered with the first. So it sucks because they kind of actually got the ball rolling with the second one and gave some good fan service. I mean, it was always a dream of mine to see a live action Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah. And on, they were on film. <laughs> they were pretty great, too. They were That's, fantastic. Yeah, I really fucking Seamus as Rocksteady. <laughs> he was amazing. There were some golden moments. Yeah, I think. I think personally, I thought was outstanding. I'm interested to see what they'll decide to do. I don't know if they're going to go the, the full-blown uh, CG route or what. You know, it's such a mixed bag because there's that all-CG Ninja Turtles movie that I actually enjoyed, even though it didn't have the Shredder in it. Oh, the TMNT? Yeah, that had Patrick had Stewart good, in uh, it. had good characterizations of them. Yeah. And the whole uh, fight scene between uh, Leo and Raph on the, the building, uh-huh. that was fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. that. And the rain, oh, it was so good. I heard that was a very... Uh, in-depth and uh, time-consuming scene to film. I could believe it. Or animate. Yeah. I guess it really wouldn't be I think filming. It was mo-capped, so... Yeah. I think. Who knows? But Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles will not go away. Never. Never. Well, I mean, it still makes money. I mean, we have... How many times have they rebooted the show? Uh, Four? Two. Let's see, there was the original. And then there was the one where they turned into the Incredible Hulk. Then there was the there was the next mutation. Yeah. This was live action. And then there was the... The uh, uh, 2001. One, yeah. And uh, there Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles... <laughs> And there was the CG one. Yep, that just uh, wrapped up in the the new one that's on Nickelodeon. So that's at least six series. If we forgot one, I'd yeah. let, you know, please let us know. But that's six reboots. I mean, I don't know if if has any other property had that many. I mean, I think the only one that would maybe come close would be Transformers. Yeah, Spider Man's had a bunch too. Spider Man has had a lot of shows. There was well, I can't even count how many, but like with Transformers, had a bunch. Too. Transformers, is, especially if you count all the uh, Japanese ones. Like, well, I, and you mentioned X Men. X Men had like well, there was the. The pilot one, the Pride of the X Men, uh-huh. which I think we did a show on. Yeah, we sure did. It was, it was fun. Um, really good animation. There was uh, Pride of the X Men. There was the '90s one. There was X Men Evolution. Yeah, and then there was Wolverine, Wolverine and the X Men, which I actually watched a couple episodes. It wasn't too bad. The only the only downside of it is the downside with a lot of the. Uh, uh, movies, which is they give Wolverine like the leading yeah. leader role, and I'm like, he's not. He's the bad boy who doesn't follow orders. He's not the guy who gives orders. Exactly. Talk about your fucking miscast. <laughs> Makes me fucking sick. <laughs> Mike, calm down. I'm gonna hulk out here <laughs> in a mo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. That's all right. We'll just pretend that never happened. <laughs> no, it happened. <laughs> it's all right. It's all recorded. Uh, speaking of X-Men, this is not a segue. Well, it is a segue, but not to the to the, to the main topic. 
there's rumors that the uh, Fox Dark Phoenix movie budget has ballooned to upwards of maybe over 200 million. Holy shit. Thanks to reshoots, which is putting it on course to be a colossal flop. Yeah, that's crazy. I wouldn't like an X-Men movie. I would say probably should have a budget of like 100 mil, mm-hmm. maybe 150 if they want to make a good profit. Like you don't need to have it too special effects heavy. Like, I mean, look at Deadpool. It's, it was a great X-Men themed movie with satisfying action. And it had, a, I wouldn't say a shoestring budget, but a lower budget for the type of money that it made. Um, a lot of this is thanks to uh, very expensive reshoots that had to be done. Um, and I think, I mean, they haven't said why the reshoots. I think the reason there was reshoots. Um, because I th- the movie is probably horrible. <laughs> well, there's there's that. I think that the original plan was for them to film two movies or to do for this to be two parts. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be a you know part one and a part two. But I think with the Disney Fox merger, they were like, oh, wait, this probably isn't going to happen. So they probably had to film something and make things more coherent to tie up and have an ending. Yeah, which is bad. <laughs> it's it's going to be bad. Yeah, I mean, that's that's our official prediction is, is this movie will probably not be very good, which is a shame. But yeah, this, see the whole entire X-Men franchise go out on um, essentially a whimper Yeah, is what's going to happen. Because, I mean, and you look back, I mean, when did the first X-Men movie come out? Was it 2000, uh, early 2000? Was it? Two, oh, I can't even remember now. 2000. Wow. That is so wild. So 2000. So that means that, you know, this franchise it's, has been going on for... It's nice and legal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we'd look weird if we took home a 19 year old franchise to meet our parents, but (laughs) some people around the same age range can do it. Yeah. And not get in trouble for it. (laughs) 19 years, this franchise has been going on. Holy shit. Yeah. It's a bit, that's a a lifetime. I mean, I I talk a lot of shit about the X-Men movie franchise, but it's done so much for putting uh, comic movies in the limelight, making Mm -hmm. them mainstream. It's just it hasn't, ironically enough, it hasn't evolved with the times when it comes to comic book movies, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's always been the biggest... issue and like you look at um what was the last one that brian singer did uh apocalypse apocalypse and i have not heard good things about it and that it's it it has like the this you know did he, did he do did he do days of future past too yeah which i didn't like um they just they have this stench of like i shouldn't say stench that's kind of a bad word, but they have this <laughs> aroma to that <laughs> of the strong smell <laughs> of movies that would have came out like way back yeah, when like 2005 like back when you know x-men 2 was the pinnacle of comic book movies yeah. and since then we it, the bar has been set so high but yep. he's still making you know there's drama great you know yeah. no costumes um which i thought was shit like aside from the stuff in the future like if you watch days of future past like there there are no costumes yeah aside from the stuff in the future there's none which i didn't like which is bullshit and i i hated i still hate the whole like Oh, Beast is essentially the Hulk. Like, yeah, I really don't understand. Just, it's just like it's it's uh, writing crutches. Yeah, you know. Oh, Professor X can walk, so we don't have to have a reason for him to be in a wheelchair. This is why. And, and just, this is the reason why we don't have to put Beast in there. You know, uh, whatever his name is in the in the Beast makeup. Yep. And, just, and like, there's so many teases that never happened. Like the action with the Sentinels was really disappointing. Like, yeah, the cool looking present or 1980s Sentinels didn't do jack shit, and uh, just. They really drive home the fact like, oh, we're going to have Sentinels. It's, yeah. it's happening. And they were, I mean, they were just a prop. Yeah. They're more than a threat, stage, really. Stage dressing. Yeah. And then the future Sentinels, I didn't really care for. They just reminded me of like the Sentinels from the Matrix. You know, mm-hmm. they're just. It did have a very yeah. Matrix X vibe to it. You're right. Which once again is just uh, screams somebody that uh, hasn't evolved yeah. with the times. Like, you know. I agree. Um the thing with the X-Men movies was they always shied away and shunned the comic book source material. Yeah. Which, almost like it was bad, you yeah. know? And now you have a movie like, you know, Aquaman doing a hundred million yeah. worldwide and you have 
Civil War and Iron Man and Captain America, the Avengers, All these, Spider-Man. Uh, like, and they're so faithful to the material compared to the X-Films. Yeah. We are the future, Charles, not them. <laughs> uh, I, I'm excited mostly just to see X-Men come into the fold of the, the MCU. Yeah, I mean, it's not for certain that it will, but I, I hope it does. I, and like the cool, I want to see like the cool Jim Lee type uniforms. and a, Yeah, like I want to see some real life like X-Men uniforms. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what's, and what's, what's frustrating is at the end of Apocalypse, they, they gave you a little tease at the end where they're all in like, very comic inspired. Yeah, they, they look really cool from the set pictures. And then they're doing uh, they're doing Dark Phoenix now, and they're like, oh, and and they're all back into like black, you know, tactical suits. Yeah, which it's like just fuck it, I'm done with it. <laughs> um, Jeff, I want to get your opinion on something. Uh oh, we're gonna go a little bit outside our wheel, our wheelhouse here. All right, and I apologize to our fellow Pod yeah. Bros uh, <laughs> affiliates affiliates uh, over at the Accidental Wrestling Fan. I don't mean to step on any toes here. But me and you, we are wrestling fans. We are. We are. And there was, this past week, there was probably, like, some of the biggest wrestling news that's happened in the past, like, 15 years. Yeah. I'd say. With, uh, you know where I'm going with this. With the announcement of AEW, All Elite Wrestling, a new wrestling promotion that is coming to fruition. Uh, The Khan family that own, like, the, uh, what is it, the... uh, Jaguars, the football team. Yeah. Was it the Florida? No. Florida Panthers? I don't know. Florida hockey. (laughs) Now we're outside of our wheelhouse. (laughs) Really? Escaping our wheelhouse very quickly. Uh, It's rolling down the hill and right at the top. They they had a fucking football team. Um, And like this this family is like fucking loaded. Yeah, I heard they're a lot richer than the McMahon family. Yep. We already know like some of the people involved, uh, Cody Rhodes, the yeah. Young Bucks, uh, Hangman, Adam Page. Cody Rhodes' wife. Cody Rhodes' yeah, wife. Brandy Rhodes. Which, wow, is she a looker. Yeah. <laughs> I concur. Yowzes. <laughs> uh, but and then I they think, had a- I think Billy Gunn's a producer for it. Billy Gunn is one of the backstage producers now. Um, and then they had a rally, which they brought out a couple guys who I've never- One was like Joey Gennanelli, and then yeah, I forget. I, I, I never heard of them I'm before. not big on the- Independent. Yeah, scene. Yeah. Not too big. Just the big names. But uh, they announced that- uh, Pack or formerly known as Neville, Neville yeah. would be uh, signing with. He's them. an amazing performer. Oh my god! Dude, what I thought was hilarious—he just showed up in his ring gear. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> I thought that was fucking priceless. I was like, I, I was it's like, just how I dress. It's just yeah, just wh- how it's he like goes the, to the grocery it's like store. The, it's like the X Men—they just walk around in their uniforms all the time. <laughs> Um, and they also announced that they've signed Chris Jericho. Yeah, that's. I think that's a big feather in their cap because he's such a mainstream. You know, yeah, he's gigantic. He's one of the biggest names in and wrestling. I, you know, uh, I thought he was like you know a WWE like True and Blue. Well, I mean, as soon as, really, as soon as yeah, when he started working for New Japan, I was like, I could tell that he was not really satisfied with the current direction. Yes, although, although he does keep cordial with them. This is definitely a you know, a, well, I mean, their competition now officially because when it comes to New Japan, like, well, that's overseas, whatever. But this is actual direct competition. Um, definitely getting some like uh, WCW esque vibes here because where you have this billionaire, but the because uh, the the Jaguars football team is owned by the the dad. I forget his name, but the promotion is basically to be overseen overseen by his son uh, Tony, which is like he's like a people are saying he's like basically like a wrestling mark. Like <laughs> that's a, like he's a wrestling fan. <laughs> I mean, that's good and bad. At it the same is. Time. It is because like. I mean, like you look at what happened with the Carters and uh, TNA and mm-hmm. Impact, and like, but you have, uh, I mean, you have people like Cody and the Young Bucks. Uh, I do. Well, they're definitely driven and they're business minded too. Especially Cody, he's uh, he's smart and he's very uh, passionate. Yeah, and very he, passionate. You got to be careful though about having you know your talent also work in the front office. Yeah, I agree. That is it's so. It's I normally a bad idea. Normally, yes. I mean, I'm not getting like uh, some serious Kevin Nash. 
uh, yeah, Hulk Hogan's club, you yeah. know, vibe here from them, but you never know, you know, it, it's a yeah, give it five years. Or yeah. Or, uh, I think what I think is really interesting is if you go back to when like Turner bought WCW, mm-hmm. you know, and with Bischoff, like their big end game was to put WWE out of business. Yeah. Put them out. Um, really not getting the vibe from them. No, I don't, they, uh, I don't think they're interested in, they're just interested in having an alternative. Exactly. They, is, anything I've seen, they're just like, you know, we're not, I've seen them say, you know, we're not here to be like direct competition. We're, we're just, you know, uh, we're just here to basically give an alternative. Something that's run by performers, you know, yeah. by the stars themselves. Well, and, uh, but not to say that they're not going to aggressively pursue WWE talent. Yeah. Like AJ Styles, uh, Shinsei Nakamura, and, and all that. Well, I mean, <clears throat> excuse me. There's so much talent that is underutilized, both at the fault of WWE creative and because I mean, it's just there's only so much time to put these. The roster is fucking huge. It's, yeah, it's a gigantic roster, and they're mostly all extremely talented. Um, one of the big eye-catching things that they've talked about uh, is providing some form of healthcare. Yeah, they could. I mean, these poor people—they don't have an off season. It's the only sport I can think of that doesn't have an off season. Yeah. They're just constantly on the road, getting fucked up, and they're. I mean, how much do you think health care would cost for something like a professional wrestler? Oh my goodness, man! I mean, it's you know they're pro athletes. They're constantly getting horribly injured. They're doing really dangerous stuff with basically no protective gear. There's no sport anywhere like that except for like rugby. They don't really wear any protective gear either. <laughs> the uh, the healthcare aspect could be, uh, in my opinion, that could be like the big game changer. Like we, I mentioned WCW, like for WCW, the big game changer that they introduced was the guaranteed contracts. Yeah. That was a huge thing. Guaranteed money for X amount that. of dates yeah. or this or that, you know, this is what you're getting paid. And now like you're looking at AEW and then offering a pop potential other game changer in healthcare. Well, you know, now it just comes all more enticing for people, especially somebody like, you know, an AJ Styles, who's 41, 42 years yeah. old. Still an amazing athlete. Um, what's funny is, uh, it was pointed out to me by somebody at work that, uh, we were talking about it in uh, the rally. Jericho stated how like, oh, yeah, you know, I've uh, this isn't about the money for me. I already got that. But then he also in like an interview interview, he mentioned how uh, this was the best offer he's ever had. <laughs> like, this is the best contract he's ever signed. No kidding. Yeah, that's so wild. So it's like, well, it's, it's always don't lie. It's always a little bit. Yeah, money. I mean, hell, he was, you know, he was the first universal champion in WWE and he still was undisputed, getting, undisputed. My mistake. Yeah, he was always he was always just a uh, meant to be a transitional champion. Yeah, he was just basically keeping the belt warm until tri- Triple H got back from his uh, <laughs> from his quad. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, I've always felt that Chris Jericho is one of the greatest entertainers of all time in wrestling. He's just so talented in the ring and on the mic. Even though he got so he's sporting a dad bod and oh he's rocking that dad bod. He has uh, his hair is long again. I think he got hair plugs. I was thinking the same thing. I remember in like the mid two thousands his hair was going pretty good. I remember well even just as soon as like before he left WWE like looking I was like man his hair looks like it's really thinning and then I was watching the uh, the rally and like I'm looking at his hairline I'm like this looks mm, off yeah this is different like something looks off about it um, I don't know whatever I mean, more power to him if I could afford it I'd get hair plugs oh yeah right on <laughs> I'm always looking for ways to keep my hair hell yeah. Um, and there's also, uh, Jericho also said in an interview that, uh, there are TV deals, which that to me, that's the big, Hell yeah. that's the big thing. Like you can start a new promotion. That's fine. But if you don't have TV, like you're not going to, it's very little exposure. Yeah. There. But I mean, there's a, uh, over Skype or whatever and Twitch. Yeah. Like impacts doing. Yeah. Uh, there's, they're saying that they have, uh, multiple major TV deals wow. and I keep seeing uh, TBS come up. Oh, that'd be so wild. That would be, I, I, uh, te- I text John, um, uh, 
the Podfather, <laughs> the Potter Familius, the Potter Familius. And I told him I was like, how crazy would it be if it ended up on like TNT <laughs> on Monday night? <laughs> and it, and the, the rumor is actually because uh, they when because this was like the worst kept secret in professional wrestling that this was happening. Mm-hmm. This was happening because there was all kinds of trademarks that were done. There was like Double or Nothing, yeah, um, All Out, uh, and there was also uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite, yeah, which people were like, that's gonna that sounds like something would be a TV show. How great would it be? Tuesday night dynamite on TNT. Fuck yeah, man. Like <laughs> I would be so it happy. writes itself. Wow, a reason to watch TNT. Who knew? They're actually showing all the Marvel movies now. Are they? Yeah. Wow. Like uh, I guess FX used to have all the rights to them, but I think they've all reverted over to like TBS and Turner and No shit. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it is cool. Watched Adventures the other day. Hell yeah. <laughs> Civil War. <laughs> <laughs> it was on uh TNT. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Man, that's crazy. It is. Um so we sat down, held hands. Mm-hmm. And watch, very close to each other <laughs> and watch what is in our opinion. And I think our opinion is, is pretty accurate and valid and uh, the only correct opinion. Yeah. The four part episode arc <laughs> uh, beyond good and evil from the nineties X-Men anime series. Oh man. <laughs> uh, you know, even when I was a kid, this was like my favorite four episodes. Hell yeah. Just because of how crazy it got. Yeah. And like the amazing lineup of all these guys that they'd been building up for so long. That sounds like we're talking about wrestling. Yeah. (laughs) There are a lot of uh, similarities between comics and wrestling. uh, One day I want to do an episode on that. We should. I really, really do. Face and heel turns for comic book characters and wrestlers. I really, we'll we'll explore the options of that The big two promotions and the big two publishers and... What's funny is uh, the episodes Beyond Good and Evil, I don't know if you knew this, but those were actually supposed to be the series finale. That makes a lot of sense because the series was never as good afterwards. No, and you know what's funny is I'm looking at the DVD box and I look at the episodes that come after it and there's like, uh, have yourself a Morlock little X-Men. <laughs> okay, I lied. It did get, <laughs> it did get better. Uh, the Lotus and the Steel. That was the one with Silver Samurai, yep. yeah. Love in Vain. I don't know. Which one was that? I don't know which one that was. Was that the one with the weird one, aliens that were like the brood that kidnapped? Mi- oh, I think it might have been. That one wasn't bad. Secrets Not Long Buried. Which one was that? I don't know, man. Uh, Xavier Remembers. And which one was that one? <laughs> Family Ties. You know, again, yeah. So, Because you don't really remember the title of the episodes. Yeah. It's- well, not only that, like a lot of the, uh, the X-Men episodes are... Episodic, like yep. they tie Part into one, one another. Four or five, yeah. And there's all that. And I've always thought that the episodes, that, the most of the standalone episodes were pretty forgettable. Yeah, most of them, yeah. I mean, there was, I, the only one I can think of that was good offhand is like Weapon X, Lies, and Videotape. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that one immensely. There was that one, um, the Nightcrawler one. Yeah, that one was good. They had, I mean, there was some good standalone episodes. Not to say that there wasn't any, but I mean, you think of the X-Men series, you remember stuff like Beyond Good and Evil or yeah, like the, the whole saga. The Phoenix Saga, the whole like second season of the carryover arc with Morph and Mr. Yeah. Sinister and Savage Land and all that other fucking awesome stuff. Finally made it to the Savage Land. Oh, that was so good. That was, oh my God. <laughs> I remember when like Saturday mornings when like they finally like were, were making their way there and they were like, all right, we're going in. You see the black, we're just going uh-huh. and you go to the closet and see TV continue. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That show is such torture, waiting on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. It was um, <laughs> because they're all episodic. Yes, and and these were very episodic. Yeah, and almost like in a sense where like like I said, you can tell it was kind of like supposed to be a series finale because it's like a culmination of every story arc almost. Yeah, so many of the big bad villains get, and like all the heroes that were all the fan favorites. This like was Cable you, and Bishop. This is what you played with when you played with your. Yeah. This is what you imagined <laughs> when you played with your X Men toys. Like it was something like this. They even had giant play sets like a uh, Gray Malkin. Yeah, they never made. <laughs> Gray Mulkin. I know. Mm. 
one sweet. It could have been like the USS flag, you know? Yes. Just as big as this table. <laughs> but like you had like a culmination in like uh, with, with Bishop and Cable and Archangel. You had introductions of Psylocke. Um, it's just crazy how many characters there were. Yeah, I mean, that's only the good guys, too. I mean, they had Apocalypse, Mr. Sinister. All the big baddies. Yeah. Uh, Magneto. Magneto, even Sabretooth. Sabretooth. Yeah. My own, I mean, there are some things that if 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 I could write my fan fiction, <laughs> I would have done differently. Yeah. Um, I would have had a little bit more of the uh, other, like, side villains in it. Like, I would have had, like, why not throw Juggernaut in there? Yeah. Or instead uh, Blob. Of, instead of the nasty boy. <laughs> yeah, instead of the nasty boys, have, like, Juggernaut, Blob, uh avalanche pyro yeah like throw them all in there They're way cooler than the nasty boys. yeah the nasty boys were always really annoying yeah they, and was, they just screamed you know b-team trash and like and they always got the jump on the x-men i was they like did. what the fuck man they did and a bunch of j bros <laughs> <laughs> got the jump on them like every time they were the, the nasty boys would go over it was like hulk hogan was booking them <laughs> the nasty boys were the uh, dungeon of doom of uh mutant team they were <laughs> That's so precise. <laughs> oh my gosh. I never, yeah, that's very, very accurate. Um, what's funny is that uh, the whole, ep- I mean, if you're somebody sitting down and watching these episodes, like the first episode, there is so much shit going on. Yeah, there's a wedding. <laughs> there, there's a there's a wedding that. Some time travel, uh, time travel in the future. Uh, Cable or Bishop stuck in the axis of time with this weird, like, Howie Mandel esque alien. Oh, that guy is so goddamn annoying. What the fuck was his problem? <laughs> What's weird is then he turns into that weird guy yeah, at the end. He, of, kinda, like, he goes like, like he's about to say something, and then he just, rolls his cape and just disappears. Vanishes. And he's never seen again. Like and they you, planned that for the series finale. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck? These people are crazy. <laughs> like you, you are are you surpass me in comic knowledge by leaps and bounds? Because like you're sitting there, you're looking at the psychics, and you're picking up like who everyone is. And even when that guy shows up, even you are like, I have no fucking idea who <laughs> that guy is. This guy? If someone could help us out. I would like to talk to one of the creators of the show. Yes. If I could talk to one of them, that would be my question. Like, who was that? And what was <laughs> what was the point? What was the point of it? Like, <laughs> is there something that we're missing? Yeah. I, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> I think the show is just partially written by crazy people. Probably. <laughs> um, I liked the, uh, I always liked the second episode where they go to spy and they're like looking out for them trying to capture somebody and they find Psylocke and mm-hmm. mostly because like, oh God, Psylocke's in the show now. Hell yeah. But she was just used once. Yep. And uh, I always liked Archangel in that uh, blue and white outfit. Yeah. With the halo. And- that he had. I always, I had the, uh, the action figure of that. And that was like my go-to Archangel. I've always been a big Archangel fan. I'm not so sure why nowadays. I mean, I still think he's really cool. <laughs> why was I so stupid? <laughs> like, why Why was I such an Archangel, Mark? His costume did look cool, though. I guess Metal Wings is pretty bitching, too. And he had his theme song, which sounded like something out of Pure Moods or something. So I think that might have been part of Oh, 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 oh you know? <laughs> that was oddly, oddly <laughs> precise. What I... Uh, what I, I thought was weird with him is like, I mean, and the, another thing, like if you go and watch this, like thinking of it as the, the series finale, like he has a really like, like sudden character change. Yeah. Like from, cause I think the last episode he was in it was the one where he's trying to kill apocalypse was the one where they, were, they had that ship that beast was in love uh-huh. with. <laughs> it was the best romance in the whole series. Yeah. And he like goes crazy and he's like trying to kill apocalypse all the time. And he, you can just tell he's not well. Yeah. And, and then at some point between this and that one, he's like joking and yeah, he's just being himself. Like, I mean, good for him. I guess he went to therapy or something. Peace. Yeah. He really, and even, he, he did. He took, he took a lot of time for some self care and some reflection and he realized, Oh wait, I'm super fucking rich. It doesn't matter if I have metal wings or not. I still have all this money. Yeah. And people are going to like me for the money. And he, uh, 
he has to go on the mission to destroy Apocalypse's uh, Lazarus chamber, basically. And the and, he, and Xavier tells him, "There's no place for vengeance on this mission." And he's like, "I know what's at cost now." So he's like, "I'm good." Yeah, that's it's, it's good. good. He's nice and uh, well centered. Good for him. He's probably one of the least crazy mutants that uh, they work with on a regular basis. Um, Cable is off the chain. In yeah, this. <laughs> he's. I've never seen him so angry. Like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about missing psychics. <laughs> just want to destroy Apocalypse. <laughs> You're not fucking listening, man. They're all connected. <laughs> I don't care. Even when he's like, you know, uh, it's over, you know, it, it looks like, you know, Apocalypse has been destroyed. He's, I don't like, care. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, that was your fucking your mission. Whole, your that life's was, purpose over thousands of years, <laughs> like time to, traveling. And, it was to kill Apocalypse. And, they, and he's like, I don't care. I just want to get home to my son. <laughs> all right, buddy. Right. Just relax, man. Just get the fuck know, out of here. Get a high five or something out of it. Cable high five. <laughs> Tink. <laughs> Um, another thing I would have liked to have seen done differently is if, I mean, I guess you still could have kept the nasty boys there, but even if like they had, you know, thrown in uh, juggernaut and yeah. all those other guys, I just wanted to see like a full blown, like 30 minute battle yeah, with the X-Men and them just like a take no prisoners. Like you don't have to show them die, but you can hint at it. Yeah. Like I just wanted to like that, that would have put this episode, these episodes over the top for I me. Like I always thought it was kind of a cop out that like Wolverine snuck through the portal. Yeah. When they took Xavier. I agree. I really, uh, I mean, watching it again, I still really enjoy it. And it did have a good amount of action. It did. But there were other story arcs that I felt handled action better, like the Phoenix Saga, for instance, when the, um, what was her name, the Praetorian Guard or whatever, yeah. their fight with the Axe Oh, it's fucking awesome! And then, Are you talking about the Dark Phoenix one or the both of them? Really? Oh, because there was the Dark Phoenix one where they were battling in the like the on asteroid the moon, yeah, yeah. moon. It was on the habitable side of the moon. Yeah, yeah. that was all. Oh, that was awesome. Hell yeah! And the X Men got their asses handed to them that time. They it's did funny because they, they won the first time. Yeah, and then uh, oh well, moon gravity. <laughs> yeah, what do you? It, yeah, that was weird. Did they really have moon gravity? Nah, whatever. <laughs> You're thinking too much about it. And then there was other weird stuff like in 3999, the first time with Cable, his son was a little kid. And then this time around, it's still 3999. And he's, he's like a teenager. teenager. Yeah. <laughs> I like, All right, whatever. Well, I mean, they time travel, so whatever. Didn't, uh, in the comics at some point, I mean, doesn't Tyler become bad? Oh, you a got bad, bad me, boy. man. <laughs> that's, that's a good question. That's. I feel like that was a thing, but I could be imagining it. The X comics, I'm not too well versed on. I wish I was, like especially the the goofy, convoluted shit with Cable. I think you could, even if you read all the comics, you'd still be really confused about it. <laughs> is he the is he the son of Jean Grey and Cyclops, or is he the son of Cyclops he was, and this clone of Jean Grey? Yeah, I think that was, that was it. And she was in this too. Yeah, that was weird. And it Strife was. was in the background. Yeah. Like that was like the one I was able to pick out. I was yeah, like, oh, it's that's, that's, that's a hard one to miss. <laughs> of the the weird super shredder outfit. Yeah, and the red cape. I yeah. had that action figure, and he's bitching. Man. Yeah. Oh man, I hope I hope they make a Marvel Legends of him. Fuck yeah! Always need a little strife in my life. <laughs> but yeah, I really loved it. watching this again. Like the dialogue, especially with <laughs> oh my god, Apocalypse <laughs> just so smug and being such a gigantic dick. The overacting and, yes. and Mister Sinister, you know the yeah. Where's my portal? <laughs> Who dares? <laughs> Miss Gray's just a broken blossom <laughs> floating down the stream of time. <laughs> you know. All this before he tries to get away. He's yeah. like, you know, I'm going to spout off throw, a riddle like a the little. Riddler. <laughs> I'm going to slowly back out from my dramatic exit, walk backwards into the portal while saying some poetry and jump away. <laughs> And yeah, the uh, the apocalypse dialogue is oh my oh. god. Because I told him to. <laughs> like, it, 
overacting, perhaps. Oh, perhaps. <laughs> like, <laughs> these guys are like the hammiest stage actors. This is, you know, so theatrical and especially like the biggest hams, too, because it was Mr. Sinister, Apocalypse and Magneto. Mm-hmm. Like all three of them are just so over the top. Like and they're all together. I don't know how Mystique got mixed in with all that. Uh, well, she always worked for Apocalypse. That's so. true. I always thought it was weird. Well, I guess later on, I thought it was weird. Like, like in my because like, uh, <laughs> in the shows. It was always like, you know, Apocalypse and like Mystique and Blob and uh, yeah. all of them. They worked for him. And I was like, why? Then you see like, oh, wait, no, that's the Brotherhood. Why aren't they working? Why didn't they ever yeah. go the Brotherhood route in this show? Like, I never. I never understood that either. Understood that. Like, Magneto was always kind of a lone wolf. Yeah. Even though he's had like an island in the city. You know, he ruled over the Savage Land for a while. And then. Then he had an, an island and then he had Asteroid M. Yeah. Well, he had Asteroid M. Then he had an island, I think, in the actual final episode. Yeah. Graduation day. But every time he ever tried to do something, it was always lone wolfing it you always kick their ass though yeah that's true <laughs> he was always one of the really nasty big bads um and this uh i mean we talk about apocalypse like and you brought it up like why is it in the show like apocalypse like seem the most badass like yeah. in the show like and then he's just a second stringer in the comics for the most part yeah like you don't really see he's off fighting dracula <laughs> he's off fighting dracula or then like you have like x-men apocalypse where like they just kind of fucked over that character because it didn't seem like they really knew who he was or or how to actually write him. Yeah. There were some cool aspects of X-Men Apocalypse. Everyone was gritty, which I enjoyed. <laughs> Cyclops looking like a solid snake, I enjoyed too. Oh, you're talking uh, about Age of Apocalypse? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, the movie. I was talking about the movie. Oh, yeah, they fucked him over royal. We were on oh two different God, ways. Yeah. Like, so I was like, okay. I was like, all right, Jeff, I guess. Oh, Jeff's having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, no, yeah, the Age of Apocalypse books were... Oh, I loved them. We're top notch. Like I'm always a sucker for alternate futures or alternate alternate timelines and, and this and that. It's official. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did Apocalypse look like Ivan Ooze? Anyways, did they ever? I don't know. I know that there was a interview that uh, Oscar Isaac did with like Vanity Fair or something like that, where they like they were going over all of his roles that he's done, and they got to Apocalypse, and he was like, it basically just sounded like he was like, you know, what? I didn't realize what the fuck I was signing up for, <laughs> like. I get there and they put him in all this stuff and then he had to like redub like all of his lines because like you couldn't hear him because of all the makeup and uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like practical effects. Don't get me wrong. But when the character's 12 foot tall, there's not really any way you can avoid going the mocap route. No. Like Apocalypse is, you know, he's 12 foot tall when he's small. Like, and then he grows to like 80 feet. Yeah. When he's angry. And the funny thing is, is like now you look at uh, like Avengers, Infinity War. Yeah. You have Thanos who's an entirely CGI character. It's like, what are you guys fucking doing? Yeah, and he looks way better. He can express himself because his face isn't covered in all those prosthetics. And and the actor isn't miserable. Yeah. Like, it sounded like he just had, like, the worst experience ever working on that movie. I can imagine. Day um, in, day out, being stuck in that shit. And I hated I, I hated the four horsemen they went with in that movie. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it, so. <laughs> it was it was Storm, Psylocke, Archangel, which that's, that's fine. Yeah. And Magneto. Yeah, I don't like that either. I feel like it's a... I think some of them have been part of this four horsemen at some point. Oh, who hasn't been a four horsemen? That's true. Wolverine was. <laughs> Gambit, Gambit was. Yeah, the Hulk was. It's just basically, an, uh, you know, who's who. Yeah, it's, an, it's a rite of passage, really. <laughs> um, mm. <laughs> Mwah. Mm. The I hate how yeah, I always disliked in the Beyond Good and Evil episodes how they kind of wrote out the other X Men like with Wolverine slipping through the time yeah. machine, time portal and and then Cable just fucking ditches them like <laughs> you're going on dick. this 
they've they have come to the conclusion, you know, in this episode at some point that you know Magneto, Mister Sinister, Apocalypse, and some of the world's most powerful mutants are all working and, yeah. together. And Cable's just like, "Well, fuck this! I'm going at it alone." <laughs> yeah, gonna, it's like, why wouldn't you bring the X Men with you, who you've worked with in the past, and know they're you know a force to be reckoned with? I guess the saving grace is that uh, Magneto and Mystique turn. Uh huh. They do a face turn in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I can use my magnetism powers against this metal giant. <laughs> what? Was Mystique there at the end? Uh, yeah, I think so. I don't remember seeing her. At the very end? At the very she end. She probably just slipped away. Like, oh, I'll just turn into a mailman and walk away or something. Doop, 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 doop. <laughs> oh, shit, that's right. We were too distracted by Professor X standing. Yeah, he's a faker. <laughs> he's a fucking faker. <laughs> he's pretending to be crippled for sympathy. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, you see Magneto and, and Professor X are sitting there talking. And, you're, and you look, you're like, wait a minute, he's fucking standing. He's like, walking away, guys. No explanation. <laughs> like... They couldn't have had him just, I don't know, being held up by somebody or like normally in scenes like that beast is holding him or yeah. something like that. Just cradle him like a little baby. <laughs> like a little mutant. <laughs> Crippled baby. Like, and the don't thing is, on that. is the X-Men show is notorious for animation errors. For animation yeah. errors. Like just, ugh. The animation Ooh. is, uh, I mean like the character designs look really cool yeah. and they can do a good action scene, but. There was, there was problems. There was no cohesive animation. <laughs> like. The costumes would change colors. They'd be in different outfits. Xavier's chair would change. Wolverine would have yellow arms. Yeah, Wolverine would have yellow arms. And like, did you uh, did you know actually the uh, the first episodes that aired like there was so many animation errors that they fired the company I believe that did it and they had to like they went back and like redid it. <laughs> I could believe it. That's so wild. Um, Those poor uh, sweatshop Korean animators. Yeah. But the but to, to do an animation era of Professor X standing, that's a pretty fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, what do you think of when you think of Professor X? We think of a bald guy in a wheelchair. Yeah, especially the, you know that iconic big yellow the hover gigantic, chair. horribly impractical, which, <laughs> like construction equipment. Which it is. It is a hover chair. Yeah. It's its sole purpose is to hover. And there's the part where they're going through uh, Apocalypse's temple, and there's the booby trap, and Beast helped Cable over. And then he, he helps Professor X, like, grabs the chair and, like, moves it over. I'm like, it hovers. I like, know. like, can it only hover, like, two feet above the ground or something? Maybe, but even, <laughs> is that, why would you put that limitation? Why wouldn't you just, I don't know, you might as well just stick with the wheels. At that point, yeah. Like, at that point, the or hovering mojo, is just a... Mojo spider legs. Oh, yeah. I would, that would be scary, actually. You know, I'm really excited because just recently, uh, the Professor X Marvel Legend with the hover chair went on pre-order. Oh, fuck, yeah. I'm so excited for it. And I pre-ordered it. And there's already reviews like popping up online and it looks so fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> there's, there's like, he has like all this other, like a, he has like a cerebral helmet accessory <sighs> and he, he comes with actually an alternate head, which will go on the Kingpin build a figure, which is the shadow King. Oh, that's awesome. With the little fez and glad sunglasses, like the little like beady sunglasses. Oh man, that's super cool. It looks great. Uh, but there's this other accessory that clips onto the back of the cerebral helmet and it's it's supposed to mimic like his psychic you know powers. Uh-huh. It looks like a big fucking puddle of jizz. <laughs> <laughs> Mindgasm. It, it, I'm gonna bear with me for a moment <laughs> as I Google a picture. Is it like the Harley Quinn smoke that's coming out of that black and white statue? That's kind of yeah, jizz colored when the rest of it's black and white. Um, bear with me here as I say, feel free to search for it at home. <laughs> I don't know at what point they were like, you know what? This looks like uh, fucking. <laughs> this is what brainwaves look like. This is like, what right? brainwaves looks like. <laughs> a big old uh, splooge of uh, baby batter. <laughs> I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna, gonna gonna upload a video or find the video here. And give me a minute. It. I apologize. Me, this is me, oh. not fun for anybody. <laughs> 
but I, I guarantee you Jeff's reaction will be worth it in the long haul. I don't believe it really exists. It, it, it exists. I think you're a liar. All right, Jeff. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, it really does. <laughs> it looks like someone just busted a nut in the back of Cerebro's helmet. Why like... has he ever had his brain, like his psychic powers displayed like that? Like why wouldn't, they should have made it like uh, pinkish or, or blue or just or any, any color, color besides <laughs> off-white. <laughs> like a, not even, like not a even curly. <laughs> off-white that literally, like... It's pearlescent. When they made that, they were really like, Hasbro, was anybody? I refuse to believe it. Oh my god, I made it fast. The quality control. <laughs> They're really gonna make it. <laughs> They're really gonna put it. Oh, we're really. Oh, we're gonna get so fired. <laughs> All right, who put the jizz on Charles? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> who the hell let this happen? <laughs> oh, oh. But I'm really excited for that figure. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't wait for you to use the uh, Mind Waves attachment on other action figures, too. Psylocke. <laughs> <laughs> and we're canceled. John, don't cancel us, please. <laughs> we still have good to give. We have so much love to give. <laughs> With our pearlescent plastic molded jizz. <laughs> and you can quote me on that. Even, you know, even... What's funny is when they would reveal that figure and people saw it, like everybody was <laughs> thinking it, like everybody was saying it, like people were like, um, huh, about them brainwaves. You sure you're going to go? Like, and there was one review I, I was watching where the person was like, I don't know, you know, it kind of looks off with me and I'm thinking, I'm like, just say it fucking looks like jizz. Just say it looks like sperm. <laughs> we all know it does. We all know what it looks like. <laughs> say it. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> uh... Dear God. Yeah, but uh, so I got that on pre-order. Uh, <laughs> good times. I mean, comic book fans are going to know what jizz on an action figure looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I would recognize that look anyway. <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> I... oh. uh, we got a little sidetracked. We did. We did. <laughs> we did. Uh but yeah, this is a fantastic episode. Yeah. <laughs> the set design was amazing. I loved his fortress. It looked like an Escher painting with like the stairs that go up and down. And you brought up that it was very similar. His plan is very similar to that of uh, one of the Stephen King Dark Tower uh -huh. plots. There was the exact same plan, kidnapping uh, all the psychics and killing them simultaneously to destroy the universe in order to remake it anew. I'm not sure if this came out first or the book, but I think it was this. this was the first to come out. Um, Cody, you know, I bet you Cody could let us know. I think yeah. he read most of the Dark Tower stuff. I read them all. Wasn't and, there like, uh, a, isn't there like a new book like every like five or ten years? Like well, people were like, anxiously waiting for him to finish it. Uh, they, he did eventually finish it, and then it fucking restarted at the end. <laughs> Spoiler alert! And that was like the <laughs> shittiest ending I've ever seen. But uh, so then you just go back and read book one. And yeah, it's just exactly. Like the first book came out in the seventies, and then he came out with books pretty consistently. He should have made them choose your own adventures books. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. So I, you can go back and you can read. You can <laughs> oh, that do different crap. I'm going back. <laughs> this one's way better. I like this one. Oh, no. He walked into traffic. <laughs> got hit by a duck. Oh, uh, well, I can say I read the book. Um, Did you say he got hit by a duck? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't understand like the logistics of that plan, but I don't know if I'm meant to or supposed to. Yeah. Like, I don't know how destroying all the psychics destroys universe. He had uh, his explanation that, uh, oh, well, like thought is energy and energy is motion. It seems very half-baked. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but I don't know. I guess you could just say that killing all the psychics would create a psychic shockwave that would destroy Maybe that's it. what it, maybe that's basically. Yeah, yeah, whatever. You could just, you can explain it like that. It's fine. Um, 
Every, every time I see this episode, though, like I want to just start busting out like all the old X Men action figures. I'm just like, I just want to play <laughs> X Men again. And there's this show. I mean, they give you just enough to love it, and then they tease you so much. Like, oh yeah, when Apocalypse kidnaps Oracle, and then you think there's going to be a fight between Apocalypse and uh, Gladiator, Gladiator, which would have been really BA because Gladiator basically has Superman's power set. So basically, you have Superman versus Apocalypse, yeah, which would have been uh, a, you know a great you know just total fanboy match. And then he's like, I lied, and then he just. Disappears. Farewell, princess. And they really do nothing to try to get her back. No, they just get a hold like, of the action and they're like, hey, listen. listen, you need to sort this shit out for us. Right? <laughs> it's your, it's your villain. <laughs> it's your planet. Sort it out. <laughs> um, actually, no. Like, uh, I, I have a good chunk of X Men Marvel Legends that don't have jizz effects. <laughs> <laughs> At least not originally. And I'm, I'm really close to like just saying fuck it and opening them. Yeah, man, I don't blame you. <laughs> I, I, I'm not a big uh, mint in box when I cut, like if I have an action figure, I normally want to pose it around and stuff. And like, and also the fact that like I have the full wave of the build a figure juggernaut and the build a figure apocalypse. Yeah, man, those man, would be so cool put together. They are. The apocalypse is probably like that big. I think <laughs> like nothing compared to like the old, uh, Remember the old Toy Biz Build-A-Figure Apocalypse who was like... Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's uh, you know, when you're in territory where Apocalypse all right, I'm going to turn 50 foot tall when I fight you now. That's, so I used to have, because the, they had the 12-inch X-Men figures mm-hmm. way back when we were kids, and they I remember they those. were literally just the the six, five, six-inch ones blown up. Yeah. Like the same mold, just... <laughs> and I actually had the Apocalypse one, and that's what I always used him for. Hell I always yeah. used him for, like, he right. got big and, like, <laughs> fight X-Men. <laughs> Gotta say something sinister sounding and poetic. God, I wonder, like, if I look back like you look at back at how he talks in like all these episodes and when i was playing with them did i like try i wonder if i tried to like match his witty <laughs> defilers <laughs> he like he, he was making quick with the time puns yeah he was all in due, due time, time. <laughs> god i'm funny <laughs> The, and you had mentioned how like the uh, the effects they put on a lot of the voices, like, especially like Apocalypse and Mister Sinister, yeah, were so good. They like, sounded so cool. I always loved with Mister Sinister how when like he got shot with something, like you could hear yeah, that like, sound yeah, effect yeah, when it like yeah, when oh, it sounded yeah. so fucking cool. The sound effects in general, like every blaster, like you know the, everything sounded different. Like Wolverine's, uh, you know, not Wolverine, uh, like Gambit when he charged his card sounded super cool. No two sounds sounded the same. Yeah, like, like everybody's powers Cyclops had their own music, totally, and they all had their own theme music too. Like it was, yeah, the yeah. I mean, the like Bishop. Bishop. yeah, <laughs> little, you know, the, <laughs> the harmonica, yeah. the, the swangy guitar, <laughs> bluesy, like they live style. Yeah. It was always, oh my God. And then cables always got me jazzed up, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, residential Terminator. Yeah. That's essentially what cable was. He was basically like yeah, he was, a mutant version <laughs> yeah. of Arnold as a Terminator. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he has the machine arm and. I mean, hell, there are so many Terminator analogs in this because, like, Bishop is exactly like Kyle Reese going back in time to stop shit from happening mm-hmm. against all odds, against an evil machine empire. And, like, oh, that's exactly like Terminator. I mean, Wolverine called him Mr. Terminator when he first showed up. So, I mean, this, I mean, these episodes and, and this, I mean, this show in general just, it so captures, like, everything the X-Men were in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And to me, like, that is the pinnacle of X-Men. Like, they oh, have yeah. not... I mean, they, there was some good stuff in the eighties, Yeah, but the, the nineties stuff like that, you know, X-Men number one, Jim Lee, like all oh, of that. Fuck yeah, oh Jim my Lee's God. Artwork. Like you can't, X-Men has not even come close to that. Like, no. I don't care what you say. Uh, all new X-Men was fucking garbage. I didn't like the it. The art was shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ultimate X-Men was bleh. Yeah. I did, like, uh, fucking Ultimate Mr. Sinister. Yeah. I don't remember Ultimate. Gang tattoos on his arms. Really? Delusions of seeing Apocalypse and, 
And like, it was just, uh, oh, they had that panel where he threw a Professor Xavier down a flight of stairs in the wheelchair. What a dick. <laughs> I think he said like, it was your one weakness, stairs. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, so he did do that. So there's that. Yeah, the, uh, uh, but the, that nineties, like, and I thought about this last night. I was like, what was so cool about like the show? And that is like all the characters, they all had their own unique looks. Like yeah. everybody had their own unique style. And then like you look into like all new X-Men and ultimate X-Men and everything's uniformized mm-hmm. and like nobody really, everything's just like, blah. Um, you, when it comes to a comic with that many characters, you have to make them really distinct and, you know, have them stand out. And that's the thing. Like now it's like the X, like I look at the X-Men comic books and I feel like, you know, uh, like an old person. I'm yeah. like, these aren't my X-Men. <laughs> this is, seems strange and weird to me. I hate it. I'm just a simple caveman. <laughs> <laughs> Your X-Men seem strange, strange and confusing to me. <laughs> uh, um, I love the unfrozen caveman lawyer reference. <laughs> Only podcast that probably has it yeah. this week. I'm guaranteeing He it. used to be a caveman, <laughs> but now he's a lawyer. Oh man! Um, and, oh, and you see caveman disappear in this episode. Twice, twice. the same cave, two identical cavemen, two identical cavemen, and only one comes back. <laughs> that's that's sad. And that's so I think it's the, the only casualty really is yeah. that one caveman and apocalypse. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like another like red herring that this was meant to be the final episode because yeah, the entire series has always been like apocalypse being a dick and, and them barely surviving their yeah, encounters with him, can't defeat him, and and this and that. And this one, they they finally do. He like just basically vanishes. Yeah, and I, I don't really think should, you should have fucked with all the. Uh, they they he ended up getting resurrected with that episode with the Caliban, right? I think. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. He does pop back up. And like apocalypse cannot not exist. Like wow, well, someone's got to use the cheesy lines though. In the meantime, until he comes back, I guess. Yeah, when you're not using sinister. Or- yeah. <laughs> He was, he was really, I think he learned the waxing poetic from Apocalypse. Like, <laughs> well, because, uh, uh, what's his name? Cortez. He, yeah, uh, Cortez. Cortez. Yeah. He actually gets abducted by Apocalypse at the end oh, of that episode. Oh, that's right. That was who said it. Uh, perfect guy for it, too. Yeah. Yeah. He actually, yeah, he got, uh, yeah, that's right. Another great episode, the Asteroid oh, yeah. M episodes. Those were great. They had the cool alternate outfits, and they shot the Blackbird into space with Shi'ar technology. <laughs> like, these guys, and, they, and they're and they always like, why does the government persecute us when we have this paramilitary strike force that can travel through time and space? <laughs> Just <laughs> running around with fucking time machines all <laughs> willy-nilly, not giving a shit about what they're... Because here's the thing, like, if you, if you introduce, like, the butterfly effect... Yeah, they're going back into ancient Egypt to blow up a temple. Which that would probably set off a pretty vicious amount of shockwaves. Yeah, and like because they're going to kill Apocalypse thousands of years in the past, and I'm and sure he's is, had a shaping effect on human history, presumably. And this is where time travel shit like just messes with my brain because at the same time, like the second somebody goes back in time, aren't you already changing everything? Yeah. Like the second cable goes back, aren't you already changing? Yeah, big history. Time. I mean, look at like what happened with. Uh, I mean, hell, they had the butterfly effect in the X Men cartoon because when uh, Bishop came back and the whole planet was ruled by Sentinels, you know, by like. It's just, I don't know. You'd think they'd learn that. You just don't fuck with time travel, but no one learns. No. Everybody, it's like the shiny red button. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wants to hit. I mean, if I had a time machine, I'd use it too, but so I guess I'm just a hypocrite. Do you ever sit there and say like, all right, if time, if time machines, time travel ever comes possible, future self, you do the Bill and Ted, future self, come back to this moment. <laughs> and you stop and look around. Is that just me? <laughs> I never thought of that. Yeah. What would you do if suddenly you walked down the stairs like, all right, bitches. <laughs> and I have like a robot arm and a robot eye and <laughs> cool Canadian. But yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Canada took over. <laughs> Let me tell you what time travel is all about. <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry about that. 
Sorry to walk down your stairs. <laughs> you look cold. You should put on a toque. <laughs> the fuck's a toque? Uh, I learned from uh, our Canadian uh, safety manager, a toque is a snow hat. Oh. They call them toques. Well, then. It's like you could, we're talking about stuff that you could win for safety observations. Like, oh, you could you could have a t-shirt or a toque. Like a what? A toque. <laughs> you guys don't have toques in the States? I was like, I don't know. What What is a toque? Well, it's like a small knitted hat you wear over your head to keep your head warm. You mean a fucking beanie? Yeah. yeah you mean a goddamn beanie you can eat? No. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out. <laughs> your ways are different. <laughs> Well, I think I'll do it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, highly, highly recommend if you can watch. I mean, honestly, like it's hard, it's hard to talk about like these episodes without talking about just the overall series. Yeah. And that's why we kind of chose to do this with Tony not here today. He's not the biggest fan. He's not the biggest fan of the show. And, and this way, Tony's not missing out on anything. And we'll be happy to have him back because we miss him in his we computer because mine was <laughs> giving us issues. It's still recording. Don't worry. He has, yeah, like Tony has a Cerebro and we're stuck with Gray Malkin. <laughs> Time, no, the axis of time. Tony is Professor X and his equipment <laughs> Cerebro. Yeah. And you're stuck here with Gene Gray. Who <laughs> can't use it. Gene! Uh, uh, Gene! <laughs> Scott. Okay. Okay. So soap opera. Yeah. So soap opera. Um, all right. Yep. That'll do it. We're not going to rate this because it's uh, it, it's impossible. To, it's beyond oh, yeah. possible it's, to rate it's, this. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a fantastic episode. If you're not watching it, you're stupid. Yep. Correct. Just go watch it. Right now. Uh Real quick before we wrap things up, just want to say uh, thank you to all our Patreon donators. We have a new one this week. Um, thank you to Angel Doty, uh, Janelle Kozlowski, Charlie Robbins, and our new Patreon, Jeremy Brown. Man, you guys are the best. Um, they all have the early pickings for our March Madness deal. Oh, um, yeah. In case you're not aware, we did March Madness last year, a superhero tournament. A lot of fun. People got heated. <laughs> yeah. Some some of these got really heated. I knew they would. And it was really funny to, to watch. Um <laughs> So this year we're adding a, a thing where if you donate to our Patreon, you get to draft a hero. If you do $1, two, if you do two, three for three, so on, so on. Uh, if you do $5, you get five plus a bonus six. So that's that's six possible chances you have of winning. Correct. That's a lot of chances. That's a lot of chances. Um, so if you go ahead and do it now, you'll get early access. Um, we still have qualifying rounds to go. And after that, everybody will get to pick their, their person. And I know Cody is, or uh, Charlie, whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I know, Depends on which timeline. I know there's one per person he's already eyeing. I won't say because I don't want nobody to pick it over him. Is it Wolverine? It's not Wolverine. <laughs> Uh, but I'm very and I'm very interested to see. I brought this up to Tony if movies impact how some of these people perform. Like last year when we did this, there wasn't an Aquaman movie, there wasn't a Captain Marvel movie. Yeah, this is gonna be coming out. Or we're gonna be starting this right before Captain Marvel comes out and Shazam. True. So I'm interested to see if all of those end up doing a bit differently uh, this time around with I, added fanfare from the the more uh, casual. Yeah population i uh i am positive i'm making a prediction that aquaman will do better this time around it's funny you say that because as you know we can't play the game yeah we, we can't donate to ourselves that would <laughs> defeat the purpose so what i'm thinking we're gonna do me my me myself <laughs> it's two people already uh, tony and you and maybe if we can get somebody else in on this uh, we're going to do a little mock-up of what we think the tournament, how we think the tournament's going to play out, who we think is going to advance. <laughs> Wolverine and Batman. <laughs> Wolverine and Batman again. Uh, who we think will win, and um, whoever gets the most right will win our little competition. I don't know if you'll win anything, but I just think it'll make it fun for us, too. Oh, yeah. I already printed off little brackets. Ooh. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> when I get passionate about something, you can't stop me. Hey, you don't need to threaten me. You can't stop me. You can't, you can't stop me. The police can't stop me. <laughs> the government can't stop me. <laughs> Donald Trump's wall can't stop me. <laughs> Be 
sure to check us out every week on the Pod Rose Podcasting Network, where you can find our show and tons of other great shows. If you enjoyed our talk of wrestling, you can find more of that over on the Accidental Wrestling Fan. They do a great job over there. Much better than us. Much, much better than us. <laughs> we're horrible. Yeah, we're a couple Johnny Come Latelys. <laughs> okay. I don't know what that means. So that's, don't worry, it's a Hulk Hogan quote. Um, what else do we got? Uh, we also have a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Go ahead on over there. We also have uh, Facebook, Podcast 2015. You can find our show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Radio, SoundCloud. I said SoundCloud already. <laughs> he did, but you can Spotify. Still- Ooh. Spotify, that's another one. iTunes. I said iTunes. Stitcher. Stitcher. <laughs> Stop fucking with me. <laughs> the internet. The in- Basically, yeah, the internet. Yeah, Just anywhere Google you can us. find a podcast. We're like the first like two, three pages when you Google us. It's, Hell it's, yeah. It's insane. We're taking over, bitch. <laughs> um, breaking the internet. Breaking the internet. One day at a time. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And on that note. And on that note, we will see you uh, next time on Kapowcast. I'm Mike. And I'm Jeff. Doodles. Doodles.